Welcome to the Life Coaching for Men podcast, where real life meets real coaching. I'm your host, Dr. Darren Wilson. Welcome to episode number eight of the Life Coaching for Men podcast. It's so good to be back with you again this week. I wanted to start out and just say thank you so much to all of you who have subscribed and who continue to listen. I'm continually amazed at uh, the reach that this podcast has gotten throughout the world. And so each and every week, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to those who have reviewed and thank you to those who have liked. Uh, It's been my pleasure to bring different topics uh, each week here to you, and I'm going to continue to do that. I hope some of you who have listened last week are in the midst of the challenge that I presented to you. I gave you a two-week challenge for last week, so if you haven't listened to last week's episode about uh, the art of leading yourself, I encourage you to do that, to go back and listen to episode number seven and get ready for next week and episode number nine as we check back in to see how everyone is doing with their with their one goal that we put in front of you. So uh, do that if you haven't uh, as, of, as of yet, and uh, if you have, then hopefully you're in the middle of that goal and you'll be able to uh, continue that uh, throughout next week as we as we check back in. So uh, once again, just want to say thank you and appreciate uh, everybody that's been listening. Well, this week, I want to talk about how to be a great boss. Uh, we've all experienced uh, probably bosses that we love, bosses that we uh, want to emulate, bosses that we think, boy, we, we hope that this boss uh, is always here, never retires, never leaves, goes on to another job. We we just really enjoy uh, what they bring to the table, how they treat us, uh, all of the things that historically we've thought of great bosses. And then we've all also probably had those bosses that uh, we we don't appreciate quite as much or we didn't appreciate quite as much at the time. Uh, those who either were micromanagers or who always seemed to be looking over your shoulder or had uh, ulterior motives that uh, they always seemed to to be bringing into play. Or, you know, you would see drama that would always uh, rise up within certain bosses or certain areas of of a division or a, a business or a department if you're on uh, campus uh, or if you're in a high school or those types of things. So we've we've all seen those uh, good and bad side of bosses. And so today I just want to hone in on uh, the aspect of, of how to be a great boss. And whether you're currently a boss or whether you'd like to be a boss one day or whether you really don't aspire to be a boss but you have a boss, uh, these are some things that you can look for um, in in your boss or in yourself as you start to think about how to become the person that you want to be, how to become the leader that you want to be, and ultimately how to become the boss that you want to be. Because today, regardless of where you are, you know we've seen a lot over the last few months of people that have transitioned to uh, working from home, and so you're working more remotely or you're having to learn uh, Zoom or how to deal with people online, uh, or if you're back uh, actually face-to-face in a business, uh, it doesn't really matter. These concepts can can go with you anywhere. And so for all of us, you know, we're all striving to be uh, the best that we possibly can be each and every day. And these are some aspects and some areas that maybe you haven't thought about, uh, maybe you have, but maybe we'll give you 
just a little different spin, a little different take on some of these things. So as you as you think about being a good boss, um, here are some here are six things that that I think are critical uh, to becoming a great boss and to being a great boss each and every day. So the first, and I think this one uh, really is overarching to everything that you'd like to do and you'd like to be and, and is someone you'd like to work for, and that is to be the boss that ultimately you would want to work for. You be the boss that you would want to work for. So what does that look like? If you think of the qualities of a boss that you want to work for, someone that's honest, someone that has integrity, someone that's forthcoming, right? someone that's uh, fairly easygoing, uh, but someone who's, um, who's uh, straight up with you, someone who can be honest with you, someone who can challenge you each and every day, you know, what does that look like for you? And for me, that has always been uh, sort of my, my mantra is, you know, I would want to treat people the way I would want to be treated. I would want to lead a department the way I would want to be led. And some, sometimes for some of you, and I know certainly looking back over my career, I could say, you know, sometimes you see in a boss what you don't want to emulate. And so you, you go and you do the exact opposite of that. So sometimes you look for those traits and you say, well, I see how they micromanage. So I don't want to micromanage. That's not what I want to be. I want to be more hands off. Whatever those traits are, uh, and I'm not going to tell you specifically what those traits are, because I think that's what makes this whole process so unique, is that you as your your person, you as yourself, you know what makes you tick. You know, you know what makes others tick. And so whatever that is, you work each and every day to be the boss that you would want to work for. And when you think about making decisions through that lens, when you think about having communication through that lens, whether it's text or email or instant messenger or whatever that is, whether it's Zoom, you think about how would I want to show up if I was on the other side of me? You know, it's that old saying, what, what is life like on the other side of me? Well, when you're your own boss uh, trying to, to strive to be the person that you would want to be, right, and you'd want to be on the other side of you, that's how you that's how you look at a meeting. That's how you look at uh, going into a situation that might be a little bit of a delicate situation. You know, it's it's hey, how would I want to show up? How would I want the person to show up if they were my boss? What what would I want that to look like? And so for you, it's it's be the boss that you would want to work for and th- and think about some areas of your own life where you can line some of those things up. Well, this is how this is how I want to communicate. This is how I want my office to be. I want to have an open door policy or, you know, I want it to be an appointment policy or I want it, whatever it is. Again, I don't think you should box yourself in, but I think it's for you yourself, be the boss you'd like to work for. So number two, lead with a vision or a purpose in mind. Lead with a vision or a purpose in mind. So if you've got employees underneath you and you're at a company, you're at a business, you're at an institution, whatever that lead vision, that lead mission statement is, that's how you're leading each and every day. You're making decisions through the lens of what that mission looks like. You're making decisions through the lens of what that vision looks like each and every day, every day of the week, every day of the year. And so you can always go back and you can lean back on, hey, when I look back over the last four or five months, and then if you've been in a 
a situation for you know several years. You can look back over the last uh, several years and you can say, we made decisions based on the vision of our company. We made decisions based on the vision of our department. We made decisions based on the mission of what we were aspiring to do each and every day. And for most most companies, most uh, departments, most programs, you not only have a mission statement, but you, you have core values. You have other things that play into that as well. And so as you look to make those decisions, do these line up with those core values? If they don't, then you go in a different direction. If you have an employee that's coming in and wanting to do something that's outside that mission, that's outside that vision, then you rein them back in and say, no, that's not how we're going to make this decision. We're going to make this decision based on what our priorities are and what our priorities have always been. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't go through and if you have the ability and the power to tweak some of those and, you know, you may assess each and every year if your core purpose is the same or or what it should be or what you still want it to be from the year before. But if if you validated that core purpose, core mission, core vision, whatever you want to call it, each and every year, then make decisions as a boss based on that core purpose and keeping that in mind. That will keep you headed in the right direction. So number three, and this one takes a while for some people. This one took a while uh, for me because I think we all grow up, right, looking at other leaders and trying to emulate other leaders. But number three is develop your own leadership personality. Develop your own leadership personality. Don't try to be just like someone else just because you like how they lead. You like how they act. You like how they dress. You like how they look. You like how they speak. All of those things. Now, you can take all of those things into account, and I think you should because I think that's what mentorship is all about. Right. I think there there is an aspect of where we all need to be led and we all want to be mentored by someone. But once you've got that idea of how you want to become and be as a leader, you've got to you've got to be your own person. You've got to be you, because if you try to be someone else, you're always trying to live up to them. You're always trying to live up to their expectations. You're always trying to live up to your own expectations of what you think they would do or what you think they think you should do and you always struggle because anytime we're trying to get our validation from someone else it's going to result in a weakness in us we're going to become insecure and we're going to become a little creepy and we're not going to be our own best versions of ourselves and so with that you've got to you've got to understand that hey i've got to be me you know i might have had a coach uh, years ago that, that I just loved and wanted to be like, but my personality is not set up to be the same type of leader as, as his was. And so for you, it's, it's as you look across uh, the different leaders that you've had in your life, whether, you know, for some of us, it's our dads, for some of us, it's a coach, for some of us, it's another boss, for some of us, it's somebody we've seen on TV or that we've watched um, in, you know, leadership seminars or we've read books about or, or whatever that is. And you can take some of those tenets and some of those core principles that they bring to the table, but you've got to put your own spin on it. You've got to be your own self because no one can lead like you can lead because there's no one else in the world that's quite like you. 
And so when you can kind of realize that, it takes pressure off of you to a certain degree. Because anytime you're trying to live up to someone else's expectation, or even worse, you're trying to live up to your own expectation of what you think you should do, you're headed for disaster. And so I just encourage you to, to kind of take that pressure off, develop your own leadership personality, you be you, go out, don't be afraid to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. Don't try to be perfect, but try to lead with with the core purpose in mind, right? Try to be the boss you want to you want to work for, and you be you. So go lead in that way. So the next, and this can be tough for some people, and especially I think young leaders uh, who are just starting out, this is one area that can be very difficult, and that is to speak the truth. And I'll take it a step further, and that is to speak the truth in love. Sometimes, especially as young leaders, um, we have a tendency to want to avoid confrontation. We don't like confrontation, especially with the ones that are closest to us or especially with the ones that we're leading every day. And a lot of times, especially if it's in smaller departments, you know, a lot of those uh, folks that you're leading each and every day become more than just employees. They become more like family. They become a little closer. They become uh, more like friends. And so it can be more and more difficult uh, to lead those people and really speak the truth, especially when there are situations that arise that are issues. Either there's something that, you know, they're not le- living up to their uh, productivity expectations. Maybe it's something that they're, you know, they're habitually late. Maybe they're um, not dressing the part. Maybe it's an online thing and, you know, they're having issues with their technology over and over again. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter what the the area is. The key to this is to make sure that you're speaking the truth to them and that you do it and that you do it out of compassion, that you do it out of love. Because at the end of the day, if you want to be the best leader you can be, you've got to try to get the best out of them that you possibly can. And the only way you can do that is to do it through love. And, you know, you go back to the podcast on how to have difficult conversations and you can kind of lead up to that with a plan and going into it with an open mind and and those types of things as you sit down with them. But the longer you let an issue go and the longer you let an issue fester, you know, whether it's within your mind or in their mind or it's within the company, within the organization, the tougher it is not only on you to deal with, not only on your employee to deal with, but also on the entire ethos of the company. Because whether you realize it or not as the leader, everyone else knows what's going on. Everyone else knows what the issue is with that employee. And the closer that employee is to you as a person, as a friend, as as you know, someone who is more so than just a, a co-worker, the closer they are to you in a relationship, the harder it is for us to tell the truth to a lot of the times. And so as a leader, as a boss, you just need to have your antenna go up, especially if there are things that are coming to you or coming across your desk and they're talking about a certain person or certain people. You need to say, okay, I need to assess this. I need to sit down and I need to go have that frank conversation. I want to do it from a place of of caring. I want to do it from a place of kindness, but I also want to do it from a place of leadership. I want to do it from a place that I know I'm secure in my ability to lead our organization. 
I'm secure in our ability to lead myself, and I'm secure in my ability to lead my employee. And as you do that, not only will you feel better as you get through the situation, but your employee is going to feel better. Every one of us wants to be led. We all want to be led. We want to be led by somebody. We want to be led by someone. And even through those difficult conversations, we all still want to be led. It might get dicey at times. You might have to sit there and you might have to really work through some hard conversations, a hard conversation coming back at you. But if you realize that, hey, this is the best course of action for me and this is the best course of action for you, and ultimately this is going to help you stay an employee at this institution or at this business, because if this continues to happen, then we're going to have another conversation and you're not going to be here very very much longer. And I've always said that employees, unless there's some sort of ethical breach or something that just happens um, just out of the blue, employees should never be uh, surprised when they get fired. They shouldn't. That's on the boss. The boss should always be leading in a way, and there should always be meetings that lead up to an eventual termination in that they should know exactly where they stand. And that's where this comes in and plays such a significant role is that you speak the truth, you speak the truth in love, and you do it as many times as you need to to help lead that individual. Now, there may come a time where you just know, hey, this isn't working, right? And then you can have that conversation too. This may not be the best fit for you. And if it may not be the best fit, then they have a decision or you have a decision to make. But if you've done your due diligence along the way and you've had those meetings and you've been up front and you've set expectations and then you followed up with those expectations, with especially if you've done it in a loving, caring way, then at the end of the day, no one should be surprised if they're not part of your organization as it moves forward. And so I really encourage you, especially you young leaders out there, especially ones that are having trouble, you know, having that difficult conversation with an employee, go back and listen to that podcast, but really make sure that you're speaking the truth in love, but you're being honest with your, with your employees. So the next, I'll give you two more here. The next is to, to be open-minded, to be open-minded. And this can be difficult too for, for leaders, especially for uh, leaders who have just gotten into a position or maybe starting a new position or are leaders for the first time, because you're going to come into it with a mindset of, hey, I know, uh, I know my role. I know how I can manage. I know what I've done before. I know that I've got the confidence to be here. And this is how we're going to do X, Y, and Z. And there are some things that are probably non-negotiable for a lot of leaders. There are certain ways that if you're running a program or if you're running a certain business or if you own your own business, that you're going to run a certain way and, and you're, you're not going to budge on it. But if there are other areas that are, uh, that are out there that, that you can encourage your employees to come to you, give you some ideas, give you some recommendations, just be open-minded. It doesn't mean you have to impl- uh, implement them. It doesn't mean you have to run with every idea that they come with. But if you're open-minded, then that gives them the ability to feel like they've got some freedom to have a conversation within the organization that makes their word and their uh, meaning that much greater 
uh, each and every day when they come to work. Because that's one thing that, uh, as you all know, that you want to build. You're trying to build this culture. You're trying to build this culture where people want to work together, where people enjoy coming to the office, where people enjoy getting online, you know, and meeting in a in a Zoom meeting, where people enjoy being with those uh, that are around them. And if you're open-minded and they feel like they've got an area where they can come and say, hey, here's here's my suggestion. What do you think? You know, or here's my suggestion. Could we look at this? And, you know, it's kind of like that old uh, suggestion jar or suggestion box that you used to see sometimes at, at hotels or you would see it at uh, stores and say, hey, give us a great suggestion and we'll, you know, we'll give you a free gift card or a free night or, or whatever that is. But as you're leading, just just be aware to be open-minded enough to where people feel like they can come and that their ideas are valued and that their words are valued and ultimately that their, that their work is valued. That will go a long, long way. And then the last is I used to teach a class years ago and at the, at the beginning of the class I would tell the students in the class, this was a college class, I would tell the students in the class, if you don't remember anything else from this class, remember this. Because this will serve you so well as you go out into the world and grow into uh, the leader that you want to be. This will serve you as well as anything else will serve you. And that is learn to delegate well. Learn to delegate well. Don't just learn to delegate because what happens a lot of times is, you know, a, a leader or a boss will come in and they just start giving things to people and they start delegating because they don't want to do it or because they don't know how to do it or because they've never done it before or because they felt overwhelmed or those types of things. But you want to delegate to people to give them the feeling of being empowered that they can come to work and work for you and work for the company every day. You want to give them this feeling of empowerment that, hey, I trust you enough that I'm going to empower you to do XYZ job and I'm going to leave you alone. But here's what I'm also going to do. I'm going to give you the support that if you feel like you're going to fail or if you have questions, you come to me and you ask, we'll get on the same page and then you can go back out there and have the ability to continue to move forward. Now, when you do this, there's no doubt that there's a chance people are going to fail. You know, people are going to fail. And you you all know that as we've talked about building confidence, building self-confidence, that's part of it is allowing people to fail. We need to learn to fail and fail again and fail again because then we become, we begin to have a little success and then we start becoming more and more self-aware, more and more self-confident because we know that the worst thing that can happen is that we we've just failed in this one particular area or on this one particular assignment. So as you're thinking about delegating to people, you know, as you think about this week or in the next few weeks, hey, what are some areas that I can delegate? Because not only does it help free you up and it gets it off of your plate, but this is how you grow that next level of leader. Right. That's how you grow the next level leader, because if you're not empowering your people and you're just letting people just be out there and floundering and just coming and doing the same old, same old each and every day, regardless of what you're doing. And it doesn't matter if you're a coach. It doesn't matter if you're a business leader. It doesn't matter if you're a business owner. It doesn't matter if you're 
uh, a director of a division, you can always find areas and ways that you can delegate items, delegate projects, delegate things that are going to help your people grow and it'll help them grow exponentially and then get out of their way. You know, don't look over their shoulder all the time. Don't micromanage them. Let them let them succeed, let them fail, and then at the end of the day as you've helped them along when the project is ready to be revealed, give them credit for it. Don't take the credit for yourself. Give them credit for it. You know, that's the worst thing that you can do is delegate something, help something along the way, and then you take all the glory for it, right? Let them be them. Empower them to go and do their own thing. Empower them uh, to be the best version of themselves that they can be, to continue to grow into the leader that they're growing into. And that will, will reap huge dividends for you as a leader, and it will reap huge dividends for your company and for your business and for your program. So I hope these help. Uh, I hope you you continue to think about as, as you lead and as you're becoming the best boss that you can possibly become. Think about that boss that you would want to be. Think about that person that every day you go to work that you would want to work for, and you work each and every day to be that very person. Really appreciate being with you this week. Uh, if I can ever help in any way, reach out. I'm coaching several clients right now that are seeing incredible results. It's drdarrenwilson.com, uh, at Darren underscore Wilson on Twitter. Uh, feel free to email me, drdarrenwilson.com, or at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Uh, please uh, review the podcast. Please uh, like it. And if we can do anything, if I can do anything for you, let me know. Have a great week, everyone. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coaching for Men podcast. It would be great if you could review the podcast and subscribe this week. You can also find me on my website at drdarrenwilson.com or on Twitter at Darren underscore Wilson or on Instagram at Dr. Darren Wilson. Once again, thanks for listening and have a great week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.